Hi, you're listening to Jonas Talks, a podcast by the international architecture and design firm Jön Studio, hosted today by me, Lucy Presso. In this episode, we're exploring Jön Studio's approach to and research on urban activation and the many ways we can envision a dynamic and flexible organization of space to promote healthier and ultimately happier cities. We're sitting down with colleagues from our UNS urban team, Olga and Valentina, to discuss all matters of urban design that will get us closer to answering the question of how can we design healthier and happier cities? Olga and Valentina, thanks so much for coming on our podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for inviting us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> And to start, would you briefly share a little bit about your backgrounds, where you're from, how long you've been working for your studio? Uh, okay, hello. My name is Valentina Maja. I am a, a landscape designer uh, at Yen studio uh, a bit longer than two years. Mm -hmm. uh, my background is, uh, yeah, I did a master's in uh, urban planning, focused on uh, large-scale uh, landscape, so it's little bit uh, mostly understood as a sort of landscape urbanism, which is a very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. And I am originally from Colombia. Um, yes. Great. And I'm Olga. I, am, I come from Greece. I studied there architecture uh, for five years, but within my studies, I fell in love with cities. And then yes. I did uh, a master's in uh, Stockholm on uh, sustainable urban planning and design. Okay. And I'm working for UN Studio for almost three years now in the urban team, the urban unit uh, with Valentina and other colleagues. Great. Great. I can't wait for our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, for the first time in history, um, we're experiencing that more than half of the population is living in urban compared to rural areas. So urbanization is on the rise and therefore also the need to design and rethink our cities. Um, why is it so important for you in studio to have an urban team and what is the UNS Urban's approach to uh, designing cities? Well, uh, I think being urban designers, we can argue that every architecture firm, every architecture practice should have urban an urban design approach and mm -hmm. urban design perspective and experts working around it. And we see that it becomes increasingly important also for UN Studio that we expand our services uh, within uh, urban design. Mm -hmm. uh, we put more focus on urban context, on uh, on cities as a as a whole system, as a complex system. And this is what uh, the urban team uh, is trying to do. Mm -hmm. So we often collaborate with uh, architecture teams and we give our perspective in uh, their projects, in architectural projects, but we also mm -hmm. work on our own master planning projects or different scales from city scale to neighborhood mm -hmm. scale to public space scale. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, uh, as uh, urban planners and urban designers, I think it's really our role uh, to enhance uh, places uh, where people can meet, where people can mm -hmm. socialize, uh, being cities uh, now the, the hubs for mm -hmm for where people live. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really important that uh, we made these uh, very quality spaces, like with good quality, uh, really at the human level. And I think that's mostly our role to really imagine mm -hmm. uh, cities as better 
places for mm -hmm. for citizens. So okay. yes, yeah. and as you said, all the more people uh, live in cities, and mm -hmm. that will increase even more in the future. So we're questioning how can we make uh, cities healthier places, places mm -hmm. that people can actually enjoy every moment, yeah. uh, not to see them as just places to live and work, but also places that we can create, we mm -hmm. can play, we can interact. And uh, through urban design, that's what we're thriving for, to make fun okay. cities. Yeah. Yes. And you also told me before that in your work, you take, uh, or the UNS Urban Team is taking a very interdisciplinary approach to work, right? You're um, exploring different networks and systems, and you also have, I think, uh, a background of different disciplines of people mm -hmm. working in your team. Maybe you can touch upon a little bit of this, like what different disciplines do we see mingling in the urban team and what different approaches when it comes to network systems are you taking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, currently in, our, in the urban team, um, we are uh, an interdisciplinary um, group of professionals. We have uh, data analysis, we mm -hmm. have, of course, urban planners, um, and we also usually... Um, Yeah, we we make partnerships and we also make collaborations with other, uh, yeah, with other stakeholders, uh, with ecologies, with uh, uh, landscape architects. Mm -hmm. So it's really going, yeah, with sociologists as well. So it's really going into uh, looking through all these la layers that has like the city itself. The city is very complex, um, and then we really have to involve. Uh, very special disciplines in a moment that we are uh, targeting a, a certain area, mm -hmm. a certain project. Okay. Yes, and yeah. we are really looking into this collaboration. So we do have an interdisciplinary interdisciplinary team mm -hmm. uh, and everybody has their specialty, let's say, and also their interest. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are also trying to find the right specialist for every project. So yeah. whether this okay. is a biologist mm -hmm. or a mobility expert, And uh, we found that uh, the most beautiful projects come out of these type of collaborations. Nice. So it's also project dependent on which kind of disciplines you require for that exactly. specific uh, yeah. project, right? Yes. Depending on the needs. And the most common, <clears throat> I would say, is uh, nature-related uh, specializations. Mm -hmm. This has become a kind of basic parameter in all pro on, all, on all our projects, yeah. uh, from the smallest one to the biggest one. And then mobility as well is yes. an important topic. And mm -hmm. then depending on the project, uh, many other specializations come into play. Okay. And how does the architecture world come into play? Like, How do urban design and architecture actually influence each other and could you have one without the other <laughs> that's a, a tough <laughs> question uh the approach in the team but also my personal opinion is that there is no difference between the two architecture and urban design is the same discipline mm -hmm. uh, the same backgrounds and they yes they are part of the same organism and the same system it's that it's just that we look on different scales when we talk about urbanism and different scales when you talk about architecture. For example, uh, a project in urban design uh, can span from city planning to regional planning maybe, to city planning and to a neighborhood scale. But then architecture is mostly about the components, so the building component, a group of buildings, mm -hmm. and the public space around it. So we look in a different scale, but they're all part of the same complex system, I would yeah. say. And warm informs the other. So mm -hmm. you cannot uh, have architecture without urban planning and the other way around. So it's really... Yeah, and they work together, mm -hmm. hand in hand, informing each other. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. really 
like your last questions, I don't, I don't think it's possible to detach them. To detach like, them, yes, yeah. Exactly. No. You need yeah. both uh, disciplines. And I would yeah. say the best yeah. projects we've worked for are the projects that we, that when architects and urban designers collaborate yes. within the office, and then exciting mm. things, yes. <laughs> yes. and exciting great. conversations. As well. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different minds are mingling. Yes, yes, it's great. Yeah. And nowadays, uh, all over the world, urban activation is being practiced to invigorate populations to engage with the cities and with fellow citizens. What does urban activation entail and how do you target it in your projects? Yes, uh, in many different ways. So urban activation is part of every project. Like if a project doesn't entail urban activation, that it's not a successful project right. uh, in our uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and then we look into different systems and different networks within a city and how do we use the systems in, in order to activate an urban area or how do we actually design in a way that these systems can be uh, can function better and can be activated. So... Um, traditionally, let's say, urban activation is mostly related with program and mm -hmm. land uses, uh, maybe with public space and placemaking, what we are trying really to look into, uh, traffic, mobility, mm -hmm. uh, urban form, uh, nature, uh, many different mm -hmm. components that actually make people want to come together in public space or in the cities. Um, yes, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, any examples? Yeah, I think um, we all aim to have uh, really active uh, neighborhoods, cities, um, mm -hmm. really, I don't think, not even as a, from the urban planning, but really as a sort of a citizen perspective, the way you experience a city is really important that is activated, that is really Uh, yeah, that that you really have moments that you uh, meet people, that you cycle in a mm -hmm. safe area. So I think we look at the way uh, that we design cities in a very personal uh, level as well. So I think that's why urban activation is is so is so important. Mm -hmm. It's 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 also encouraging for us to really. Mm -hmm design places that we also would like to be there so yes. ah, that's mostly that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very often <laughs> yes exactly and very often we <laughs> kick off a project thinking how would we like to walk from our home to work mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how would we like to go from work to a bar for a drink with friends afterwards mm -hmm. uh, what is the route we will take uh, what uh, kind of conditions will make us feel safe and will make us feel also nice throughout the day and stress-free mm -hmm. and when you put yourself there and you imagine what are your preferences mm -hmm. then the answers are actually very easy yeah. um, we read lately uh, a book uh, named happy Cit cities okay. and they're mentioning it's mentioned there that uh, the space that people tend to walk slower and stay and make a stop mm -hmm. is one half meters away from their doorstep so this is actually where neighbors tend to meet to interact mm -hmm. to be a bit more open to the interaction and uh, yes we thought maybe in the in this specific project that we're doing now we should think a bit more on how to design this kind of edge this buffer mm -hmm. and it gave us really really inspiring ideas design ideas yeah. nice. and mostly because sometimes people think that urban planning is a really large scale Uh, sort of mm. approach mm -hmm. do you think it's a regional uh, design but I think uh, in a way we have 
really becoming uh, we are transforming into a sort of more intimate uh, kind of search of spaces like Olga mentioned mm -hmm. like it's not about these vast spaces it's really about really try to find within the urban scale those smaller spaces that make mm -hmm. you feel more more human like the little the little mm -hmm. plaza, a courtyard, a pocket park. These are the spaces mm -hmm. that for us are very inspiring to really put more kind of focus, attention and effort mm -hmm. to, to design it with good quality because these are the spaces where uh, we felt more comfortable. Like yes. we felt more... Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, warm. It's, yes, it's warm, <laughs> it's intimate. <laughs> yes, and it's this good, is where yeah. basically the magic happens. Indeed, yes. because it's, it's so small that you really feel... And I like mm -hmm. what you said, intimate, because that's something we are trying to design for intimacy. Yeah, so yes. design for social interactions, for the unexpected, mm -hmm. for yeah, for uh, people to meet unexpectedly, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, then social relationships to start happening because of yeah. good design or for well-designed cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool to hear, and I think the it's even more challenging now that we have more people gathering like more and more people gathering on a smaller space mm -hmm. and then how do you actually make them also socialize with each other because I, I love that you bring up this topic um, from a psychological point of view actually like uh, psychological research is showing us that healthier and happier cities are closely linked to more social cities mm -hmm. so to provide opportunities for social interaction and social connection is very very crucial um, because you don't want social isolation that leads to you know not um, not a well-designed city in terms of mental health because we yes. also see more mental health problems living in urban compared to rural areas for example there's 40 percent high risk of uh, depression or 20 percent higher risk of uh, anxiety disorders in cities compared to rural areas so I think um, what you say, thinking about this intimacy and personal approach to city design is very, very crucial to also buffer and prevent mental health issues. Mm -hmm. That's actually another question I wanted to address to you. Um, how much are you thinking about designing for mentally healthy cities? And what, from your perspective, can be, can be done from a designer perspective to designed for more mentally healthy areas <laughs> <laughs> big question <laughs> it's a big question it's also a big topic that mm -hmm. uh, we are thinking about in every single project every single okay. day so yeah. health is really a big thing for you in studio generally but also mm -hmm. for the urban projects and health is not just um, uh, physical health as you said it's also mental health it's also social health mm -hmm. it's how society is healthy uh, performs in a healthy way and um, there are so many uh, factors that affect uh, health in the city mm -hmm. but there are some standardized factors that we can actually play with and we can um, uh, influence mm -hmm. uh, for example nature in city and Valentina who is a <laughs> professional uh, an expert in nature can say more but mm -hmm. we do see with data uh, data-based um, results that uh, Nature in proximity to us can actually bring great results. And this is a practice that every designer, I think, takes into account today, luckily. Um, also, when we talk about mobility, walkability is key for our physical health, for our mental health. Like if you are able, if I am able as Olga to walk from 
uh, home to work mm -hmm. uh, in a pleasant route with uh, tree canopies, with shading, uh, climate comfort, and I interact with a couple of neighbors and I see some animals on the way. Yeah. That, uh, that will reduce stress levels immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, we also attended lately a workshop about how to design for increased endorphins. So how can we make ah, take design decisions mm -hmm. that will increase, uh, uh, that will actually enhance our endorphin increase, which is the, correct me if I'm wrong, the <laughs> happiness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how you <laughs> the happiness hormone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, for example, uh, if we place animals on the eye level, like a nest of a bird on the eye level rather than above us or underneath, then uh, endorphin levels go high super fast. So there are all these very small things, little mm -hmm. things that, uh, yeah, I found very exciting to think of as an urban designer. And little things, but that can have a huge influence later exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think um, in a way we also think about healthy uh, cities and in, yeah, we, we have this idea of the social, yeah. uh, environmental and uh, nature kind of healthy, ecological, ecological um, yeah, level of being healthy in a city. And like all these uh, factors that Olga uh, mention is mostly from the experience that you have in your everyday life because basically your everyday is really shaped by by the way you move by the way you commute by the way you find uh, you know like like opportunities for you know like yeah uh, pick up your kids from school you know these kind of things that that really shape your everyday life and um, also is the topic about how active uh, is your city, how active is your mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, slowly we are trying uh, to really kind of slow down the way we move. So we kind of really moving from this kind of car oriented lifestyle mm -hmm. towards a more active lifestyle. I think maybe this is kind of our main role and that what we can mostly do as as uh, urban planners, as a landscape ar uh, architect, is really uh, encourage people to to move more, to mm -hmm. to to be more outdoor, because mm -hmm. this kind of um, outdoor living really improve uh, your your quality of life. Mm -hmm. So so it's it's simple things that you know it, it really change your your everyday life, and and that's something that really can affect your. Uh, your health mm -hmm. so that's that's things yes. that we really think about like how how to cycle and uh, how mm. your how your bike looks like yeah <laughs> not so easy in other cities yes. like enough here <laughs> but also mm -hmm. these are um like the soft factors that uh, we cannot easily measure like we work with intuition towards that of course with uh, specialists yeah. there are other sides other elements that we can actually measure mm -hmm. and uh, for a healthy city, for example, we can measure air quality, mm. we can measure noise pollution, we can measure climate comfort. Mm -hmm. And all these things can give us uh, very tangible data on how healthy a, an urban environment is. Yeah. And uh, this is where all the specialists come in to how help us yeah. yes, um, design um, based mm -hmm. in, in real data. Yeah. Also with, with real their data research probably that you can then uh, exactly. analyze or use their insights uh, exactly. in a research driven approach mm -hmm. but how difficult is it to apply these interventions in existing cities because for example when we talk about the car infrastructure i think it's a big topic in our modern cities i think 
most of the cities have been designed <laughs> for cars or like putting cars really in the front. How difficult is it then to apply these interventions? I believe that um, these interventions should come from the bottom up yeah. and uh, just, uh, you know, playing God, designing a nice master plan, a nice mm -hmm. city, car-free, fully walkable. It's not what we should be doing today. Mm -hmm. um, it's nice to listen to the crowd, to listen to the to the, the, the people and see what the needs of them are, mm -hmm. what the needs of a city. And luckily, especially in the Netherlands, we see that city really... Um, try to improve health mm -hmm. uh, they're very open and uh, looking forward forward looking to uh, this kind of changes mm -hmm. uh, for example to make cities more walkable healthier lesser pollution noise pollution so then working together with them is what we do and is what mm -hmm. can be successful then we work also in places that this is less uh, let's say uh, accepted or car is a big part of the culture and then we're trying to um, to improve existing conditions rather than impose new systems and mm -hmm. yeah. you kind of show also a vision to the future and that's some yeah. it's big part of our yeah. work not to necessarily design a concrete plan yes. that will give a solution but rather visualize a, a very uh, kind of visionary image of the future yeah. on how the future can look like and then yes. maybe you're provocative you trigger some questions and yeah. um, maybe some arguments <laughs> some conflict but out yeah. of that a good dialogue can come up and yeah. that's a big mm -hmm. part of our work as well in UN yeah. studio yeah one colleague of us um, described it in a very inspirational way that we basically um our work is to inspire and kind of <laughs> start, <it>. yeah, <laughs> start a conversation. Is mm. even like if we, because actually we also have to, we also aim for a very simple kind of, um, yeah, way of communication because we are really like because our uh, clients is the citizens. It's really, mm -hmm. it's really about the people and and everybody needs to understand um, the kind of language that that we are speaking. Mm -hmm. So we really we inspire by images and and they can be just a way to trigger people how mm -hmm. how to envision a different future a different scenario yeah. in the same context so that's basically kind of our main task is about really inspire and and really to uh, let people to imagine something different or like if it's if it's the same why is the same <laughs> so i think is is kind of like our everyday job is indeed not impose a master plan that's that's really never really gonna work mm -hmm. uh, is really working with people and and really see like their yeah their reactions against whatever their dreams the, also. yeah the dreams sometimes oh. <laughs> they, you know you can provoke a conversation <laughs> with a nice uh, rendering image and then yeah. people can start saying, yeah, but what about this? What about yeah. that? What <laughs> they also learn a lot yeah. from them because at the end, they are the ones who live in that environment, in that mm -hmm. neighborhood. You're, that's, exactly. It's not part of your everyday life. So that's basically our main job mm -hmm. kind of as well. Like really, <laughs> it, no, yes. really kind of learn from, from the citizens in a way and, and yeah. trigger uh, imagination in a way. I love that. I love your visionary and innovative approach and your <laughs> wanting to inspire uh, different ways of uh, thinking about alternative futures and how to design cities. Um, 
how would the ideal, I don't know if that would exist, but ideal in a sense contemporary a modern healthy city look like if if you would draw it out now by words like how how would it look like to you gosh oh. <laughs> big <laughs> question will give <laughs> dangerous question yes yes yeah maybe maybe we could see it from a personal perspective yeah, so yeah, sure. i can answer as a kind of citizen more than an urban designer and i would mm -hmm. say yes an ideal city would be indeed a healthy city which yeah. means that i can walk I can meet friends at the public space at any time of the day. I can feel safe as a woman also. So maybe a feminist yeah. city is important um, that can include everyone and be open to everyone. Mm -hmm. The cities are designed mainly for a certain type of uh, person mm -hmm. all this type of all these uh, years. And now this is changing, but the cities are already formed. So I think, yes, uh, that uh, playfulness that um, mm. a healthy, a happy uh, feminist city can bring up mm -hmm. uh, is for me very good, uh, very important values. And that's, as an urban designer, I'm also um, fighting towards uh, <laughs> yes. <good>. that. <laughs> yes, I think, I think the same in, in a way for me, as of course, as a landscape architect, I really believe in, in sort of, this kind of uh, nature city, in this kind of city that uh, is that kind of detaching and putting a barrier, like here starts the city, here uh, starts nature. Mm -hmm. I think for me, an ideal city is is uh, indeed with all these factors uh, that brings all this social liveliness, but I think the uh, nature uh, as well really plays a super mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. role uh, in a way that a city really introduces uh, multi multiple ways where nature can really play an important role yeah. and is part of, of your everyday life not that you have to go to a destination to see nature but nature mm -hmm. is part of your city so mm -hmm. I really you bring the nature to yeah, you exactly yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of really uh, the reconciliation between the city and nature, <laughs> because I think we have uh, really make a lot of effort to detach it. And I think that for me is really an ideal city that I, yeah. I can go to a park in less than a 10 minutes walk or that I, I really see trees from my, from my window. These kind of things, I think, is something that I, I really believe is a good quality yeah. city. And also thinking about different types of users, as uh, yeah, we yeah. said earlier, for example, age-friendly cities. How can people age in the city? Because now we see yeah. that people tend to leave the cities mm -hmm. when they reach a certain age, but uh, that can change, that should change. So we yeah. can only talk about better cities when these cities are for everyone, for kids to play outside. Exactly. Yeah. Like, kids don't do it anymore. For mm -hmm. example, I hear stories about Amsterdam that... 30 years ago, kids could safely play everywhere in the city. And now it's not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, so Do I you think know this why? Or like a, a I cannot why safely say why uh, with, uh, with certainty. But I think it has a lot to do also with uh, the increase of the population, with the yeah. traffic. Traffic, yeah. Safety. Safety. Yeah. Yeah. And that people are, have less intimacy to each other. They are a mm -hmm. bit more detached from their fellow citizen, from the neighbor, uh, their neighbor. Um, so I think this sense of trust mm -hmm. is uh, very important. The sense of intimacy, for yeah, example. Yeah, and I find it quite ironic that we have growing cities, but maybe more socially isolated cities. Yes, where you actually feel lonely. So mm. yes, kind of ironic, but I think it underlines really 
Um, the point is that we need to make sure we design for these uh, social contact moments and opportunities to really mingle with each other also for diversity of people, mm -hmm. right? What you just said, like yes. old people, young people. I think this is also really major question and challenge. Uh, how do you design for a diversity of people? Yes. Yes. Um, but I think it's great that you introduce all these different disciplines into your work and all these different minds that can together mm. work on answering these really big questions. And I hear a lot of urbanists and also people from other disciplines even saying that this urban change might be the global change and challenge uh, for the yeah. next uh, 30 Maybe. years so <laughs> hopefully something we have to consider <laughs> as we're approaching um, the end of our episode I have two more questions that are related a bit more to personal matters mm -hmm. what is uh, one of your favorite urban design projects here at your studio and why <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can mention one that is not uh, primarily an urban design project. It is a master plan. It's the Arnhem Station uh, in the city okay. of Arnhem. Mm -hmm. So Yun Studio designed the station area and uh, the master plan of the area. Mm -hmm. And I really love the way public space was conceived uh, because it's a train station. Like we cannot we don't necessarily think of train stations as playful and creative spaces, but Arnhem Station really became this place where now you can see kids playing, skating, people making Instagram posts, mm -hmm. not just because of the architectural elements, but because of these um, small-scale public spaces around it that yeah. uh, really activated the area and they made it the heart of the city, the yeah. an icon for the city. Uh, yeah, I really loved how their architecture interplays with urban design, the urban scale, and really creates a special moment in the city. Nice. I think that's a successful example. Yeah, yeah. at this moment, unfortunately, we, are, we cannot share too much details about uh, current projects that we are working. I think uh, UN Studio has uh, really interesting campuses where they have introduced nature and places for socialization. Mm. Um, like a Singapore uh, yeah university campus yes exactly yeah. mm -hmm. um, and in this moment we're using this kind of uh, same principles that is used that are used in this uh, yeah in in this kind of uh, spaces in for example we have a very interesting street project where we are really uh, kind of shifting the idea of thinking that a street is as a road uh, towards a, uh, a street that it becomes really, again, a place to meet, to socialize. Public space. Public space. Yeah. So yeah. I think same way as this, for example, this university is not only a place that you go uh, to study, it's mm -hmm. really a place that you really go uh, yeah, to interact, to socialize. Mm -hmm. So I think we're using all these tools that we really try to um, yeah, use at the end studio mm -hmm. um, to think about um, multiple levels of, of interaction and socialization mm -hmm. and, yeah, and really putting nature in the foreground. I think that's something that we really are pushing forward and that's mm -hmm. very exciting that in the, in the coming projects we hopefully can share soon. <laughs> I love these approaches of turning like a metro station or a campus into more than that. You know, it's almost like we're going beyond its functioning and really turning it into a hub of mm -hmm. life for the people and populations. I think this is a really 
cool, innovative way of uh, thinking and approaching new city designs. <laughs> and as a last question, what are um, exciting developments or um, yeah, some developments in urban design that are very exciting for you? Um, I think that the way we are rethinking forgotten infrastructures, uh, yeah, post-industrial sites, I think those those um, projects that kind of rethink a, a, a new function um, in the urban scheme, I think that's very inspiring mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. because like we have all um, mentioned it during this conversation, I think cities really need to kind of Uh, rethink this kind of infrastructure that are not used anymore to really provide uh, places for living, places mm -hmm. for working. Mm -hmm. So I am personally really interested by this sort of post-industrial sites, waterfronts, mm -hmm. all harbors that are forgotten and they really think about how to reactivate them mm -hmm. and how they they can become places where you where you kind of live your, your life. So I think Those projects for me are really interesting, and I think there is a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of these kind of typologies of urban spaces that are yeah. being um, done, and that's inspiring a lot for yes. me. Yes. So. Yeah. I I also I would also <laughs> like to mention the uh, new types of new ways of living. So yes. this could be a new way of living, like a post-industrial area, yeah. and this is super interesting. But especially in the Netherlands, that more than half or two-thirds of the country lives below water level, yeah. uh, sea level. Um, yes, there are a lot of projects that explore how we can live on the water, so floating uh, developments. Okay. Um, yes, for example, <laughs> in Amsterdam and Eiburg, yeah. uh, there is this uh, floating neighborhood, um, which is amazing. It's a project that is... Uh, fully floated on water with uh, light structures, light wow. metal structures, Actually, and I've people live it. there. You should yeah. definitely visit it. <laughs> It's, It's nice. an awesome place, and you can see this experimental element in urban design. So mm -hmm. how we can think together with nature uh, instead of blocking it away. So for years mm -hmm. now, in the Netherlands, uh, people are building dikes, impressive dikes, to block the seaway, the waterway, and it's been very successful. But now we've started with thinking how we can live with water, maybe, instead yeah. of blocking it away. Yeah. Uh, and so how you learn yeah, yeah. from these dynamics of... Exactly. Of You better learn from yeah from from dynamics of water and live with it yeah. rather than push it in a way. It's true. Mm. Yeah. That's that's yeah. very nice. I love that. Yes. Well, thank you both so much for this super interesting conversation. <laughs> It's been great to hear all your insights on how urban design can really help to shape more healthy and uh, happier, ultimately happier cities. I think it's so important to consider with the rise of urbanization and we're so excited to hear more and see about uh, all the amazing work that you're doing with the UNS uh, urban team thank you so thank much, you so much. <laughs> and thank you all for tuning in today we hope that you can take something away on how urban design can really shape the character of the city and ultimately make it healthier and happier Please subscribe um, to our podcast and follow us on social media so you don't miss out on any episodes. And we'll see you next time on Jonas Talks. Ciao.